What's up? Welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. I am driving. I'm a little bit outside of Hammond, Indiana. And I didn't have time to sit down in the studio, so I thought you and I could ride together and talk some wrestling <laughs> while I'm in the car. Don't forget to follow along on Twitter and Instagram at WrestlingTWT. Tell people that I'm talking professional wrestling, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, right here, wherever you download your podcast. Thanks so much for downloading hitting play on our podcast. I just have random thoughts. Uh, I don't have anything prepared. Usually I do have something prepared and sound bites and stuff, but I just had some things I was thinking about while I was driving here. I'm just passing, oh, I'm just passing um, the Hammond Civic Center. A lot of great wrestling when I was a kid back in the day going to the Hammond Civic Center. I'm just driving past it. <laughs> That's cool. WWE doesn't run here, I don't think, anymore. I believe they did. I believe Team Hell No with Brian, Daniel Bryan and Kane. I don't know if they were on the top of the car, but I think they WWE was here for that. It's a really good venue, especially when it's full. I think some other companies like AEW, MLW, NWA probably should run Hammond because it's still right outside of Chicago, so it should be a consideration. Hammond is a really good wrestling city. Anyway, I had some random things going through my mind. I was just thinking about how wrestling is in a really, really great spot. Maybe some don't know that, but I think pro wrestling is in a really, really great spot. You think about what is going on with the WWE right at the top, right? With Raw and SmackDown. There are some that just watch Raw and SmackDown, are only concerned about what happens on Mondays and Friday nights, and maybe not invested on Wednesdays. But for me, you know, as someone that really has been in to NXT from the beginning, man, I just saw something on social media about an anniversary of NXT and kind of going back to where it was when it first started, when it was Florida Championship Wrestling and then turned into NXT. Man, th that company, to me, that brand of um, NXT run by Triple H has been terrific. Um, there really has not been a down period at NXT. That tells you all you need to know, that it has been very good for a long time and even excellent at many times. I have to go back and watch some of the great classic matches uh, from NXT, and they're still going on today, by the way, even talking about the um, Portland takeover uh, for NXT, which was just tremendous. I was um, interacting with someone on Twitter um, and that stems back from my show I did with Tommy Dreamer. I was on SiriusXM, busted open. I was in for my friend Dave LaGreca, and um, I was talking to Tommy Dreamer. And I was saying that you know there are some that look at NXT like it's just some you know deep south wrestling offshoot brand that nobody cares about. And the guy on Twitter was like, "Hey, Raw and SmackDown are so far ahead of NXT. It's not even funny." You know, I, I don't agree with that. I think NXT has its own audience. It might be a niche audience, but it's an audience. And even though now it's on the USA Network, they're struggling to get to a million people. I get that. But I think that for some WWE fans, it's kind of an adjustment, right? The adjustment is that, okay, where is Otis and Mandy? And where is Lana? And where are the you know strange things that we see on Raw and SmackDown? We don't see the NXT. And that was what, to, me, to me, that's what makes it very interesting, is that it is not like Raw and SmackDown. I'm happy it's not. 
I'm good with the wrestling and the promos and the growth of young wrestlers mixed with veterans. I'm totally good with that. Uh, I think that that makes it a very unique brand, and I'm glad it is growing every single week. Uh, so for someone who thinks that like NXT is some far away, not even close brand of Raw and SmackDown, well, keep in mind, Raw and SmackDown have, a, <laughs> they've got quite the lead on NXT, uh, and NXT continues to grow. So I'm, I'm a fan of that brand because... You know, watching Triple H and Shawn Michaels do what they do. You know, it's there's not one perfect wrestling show, but the NXT and NXT UK brand are are pretty close to being as good as they can be. Uh, there's some things I question about NXT as of late, as a matter of fact, over the last couple of months, but not to the point where it's like, oh my god, I can't watch this because it's su- such a turnoff. It's not a turnoff. It's it's fun actually. Uh, so I, I've had a fun time with that. Uh, and by the way, if you missed my conversation, my show with Tommy Dreamer as I was in for Dave LaGreca on Busted Open, uh, it's in the archives right there. Uh, check it out. We talk about NXT Portland and some other things. And if you are someone that is a SiriusXM person and have the SiriusXM app, you can check out the podcast and download it here all three hours of our show that we did on President's Day. Always fun to work with Tommy Dreamers. My first time, and Tommy and I got along just fine. A great conversation with Tommy. So, um, I was thinking about this too. As much as I've enjoyed um, watching all facets, all different styles of wrestling, watching AEW, watching NXT, watching the WWE, MLW, the National Wrestling Alliance, which is Man, they, they have done a terrific job of giving you old school and modernizing it in a big way. I, I like what they're doing on a regular basis uh, for the National Wrestling Alliance. I love that I can just go to YouTube or go to New Japan and go to the, the app or uh, go to certain channels and find professional wrestling. The distinct difference between now and when I was growing up in the territory days of the 19, late 1970s, early 80s is, is that we would get wrestling from across the country, but it was not easily accessible for everybody. Like, I didn't grow up with cable. Uh, I didn't grow up with cable TV, but syndicated TV, the low-end channels, would pop up with a world-class championship wrestling from Dallas. You could see what's going on with the NWA in the mid-80s. Um, then the cable overlay happened in Chicago for me in 1989, 1990, because we didn't have satellite. We had to go to, to a person's house to watch TBS. Uh, but in around 89, 90, that's when cable started to come into the city, and I was able to see a lot of different wrestling. Um, but I read about it in magazines and all the time. But I think what we're seeing now in abundance of wrestling, and we you get this topic every now and then of, oh, is there is there too much wrestling? Is there too much wrestling? Like, there isn't too much wrestling. You want to be able to have more good wrestling. That's what it comes down to. No, there's plenty of wrestling. You want more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff when it comes to uh, the wrestling that we enjoy. Uh, I'm enjoying where we are now in wrestling in 2020. And uh, many people look at ratings and the bottom line financially. Look, as long as there's an arena that's willing to put wrestling in it and fans want to go, that is good. That is really good for the business uh, and, and, and good for it to thrive. Uh, um, so I was talking to Dave LaGreca about this. And again, there's going to be a lot of random thoughts in my mind about wrestling. So bear with me. There's no format <laughs> for this TWT like I normally do. But I was thinking about... Um, 
about a conversation that Dave and I had about how some people have a line drawn in the sand of, nope, I'm not going to watch AEW because it's not WWE. Or, I'm so tired of the WWE, I'm not going to support um, what's happening with Vince McMahon and the WWE. I am going to just watch AEW because it's an alternative. Man, that's good. That's good. Um, listen, it's just like sports. If you are a Yankee fan, right, are you rooting for the Mets just because they're in New York? Or are you just a diehard Yankee fan and you don't care what the Mets do? And the same, vice versa. If you're a Mets fan and you just care about Mets baseball, then why should you have an investment in the Yankees? Uh, you root for all of baseball to do well because you still want your favorite team to be able to be a contender and win, but you still have your favorite teams. And I'm good with uh, wrestling fans having their team that they root for, uh, but also being able to root for everything in wrestling for the genre to thrive. So, And I know Dave was frustrated that on a show that we did, like, oh, you know, how come you can't root for AEW? How come you can't root? Look, you root for who you want to root for, but root for the sport in general. You don't have to turn a blind eye to other things that you don't like because you don't like it. Just root for wrestling. That's how I look at things. We see so many things with um, cruiserweights and, you know, who the real world champion is, like Nick Aldis and, you know, what's going on with um, Brock Lesnar and what's going on with Chris Jericho. I mean, there's a lot of different things going on in wrestling as far as who is the best world champion, who's the best wrestler in 2020 right now, match of the year, what's, what's the match of the year so far through almost two months of wrestling. But you know what is really not a talking point and it really should be is when will we have the renaissance of great tag team wrestling again? There are a generation of wrestling fans that's listening to me right now that don't really think much of wrestling because they grew up as WWE fans. Like, they're millennials that don't think, probably don't think much of tag team wrestling because it's never really been part of Vince McMahon and his thought process over the last 10-plus years, 15-plus years. It's always the tag team of two great singles wrestlers and making them a tag team. Like, for, for, the, for Buddy Murphy and... Um, for Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, to be the tag team champions is kind of a joke, uh, especially when you got AOP right there as far as that group. But there should be a viable, strong tag team in the WWE and other places. I mean, that just makes sense to me. Okay, let me stop over here at the bank, see if I can even remember my own uh, password here. <laughs> There's just a lack of quality tag teams. And I was thinking about something I read. I kind of glanced over it. I believe it was yesterday or day before yesterday about the Revival. The Revival are the best tag team in wrestling today, but they're not allowed to get over. Why? Because they're too much like, I don't know, professional wrestlers. Blanchard and Anderson, the Brain Busters, when they were in the WWF and when they were part of the Horsemen, for a couple years were a great tag team. And you could tell that the Revival has done a great job of studying that tag team. They've studied the Andersons, Midnight Express, Power and Glory, uh, you know, other really solid tag teams. And you can see those moves implemented in matches that they're in. Um, they are in this Dolph Ziggler, Natalia 
spot in the WWE, it's like, oh, well, you guys can work, but you're good enough to work to get others over. And that's just unfortunate because there should be a renaissance of great tag team wrestlers. Now, keep in mind that I understand from a promoter standpoint over the years, it's like, well, we can't have too many tag teams because we have too many tag teams. That means you got to pay two guys. Uh, And to me, I think it's worth it because... I mean, how many how many different finishes have you seen from singles matches? I mean, I think we can name all of the the finishes for singles matches, but what about tag team matches? There are there's been great tag teams over the years. Like, you know, I I was a big Midnight Express fan because at the time when the Midnight Express, whether it's Bobby and Stan or Bobby and Dennis, when they were coming through the Pike through Mid South and through the NWA and, and Dallas, <laughs> they were they were known as oh these guys are doing way too much. They got too way too many moves, you know. They were uh, kind of like the Hardys of their day or other tag teams that old timers think they do too much. That's what were said about the Midnight Express. Like oh they got all these different moves. Why do you have to? Why can't you just keep it simple? You know, it's a revisionist history now for Jim Cornette because apparently he doesn't remember that. But there was that feeling like, oh, wow, these guys do way too much. Uh, And I loved it because it was so different. They didn't want to be like everybody else. And that, you know, I had no problem with that as a wrestling fan. I love that tag team. But I love tag, you know, that's why when you watch the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express, uh, they seemed like they never did the same match twice. It was always great. It was always great. And so I would love to see a renaissance of tag teams. Uh, again, because it's one thing to say, hey, I love this guy as a world heavyweight champion. I love this guy uh, when he wrestles. It doesn't matter where it is around the country. But a great tag team and a well-oiled tag team that's not going to get broken up after a year or two, man, it can never get stagnant if you always have great opponents. And hopefully um, we'll get that in the very near future because that's, to me, that's always a lot of fun. Well, I just wanted to stop in and say what's up and uh, talk to you about professional wrestling while I drive. You know, I didn't have time this weekend to sit down and uh, be able to break down wrestling in studio like I normally do. But I said, you know, while I'm driving to my destination, why can't I just talk to the TWT tribe about what is going on in wrestling? And again, it's just stuff off the top of my head, but I was just thinking about it. Um, I am on my way to... Grand Rapids, Michigan. For some of you, you know that I do other things besides talk wrestling. I'm a talk show host on ESPN Chicago and also nationally on the ESPN Radio Network. You can find all that on ESPNRadio.com or uh, go to the ESPN Chicago app. You know, it's a brand new app for ESPN Chicago, and uh, you can catch my podcast there as well for my other talk shows. And um, I also am a radio voice for the Windy City G League Bulls. Uh, every team in the NBA, almost every team in the NBA has a G League team. And so I have taken the position of doing many of the G League uh, Windy City Bulls games. Uh, so I am on my way to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we'll call a game there. So uh, we will get something recorded for you for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday this week. just I, But I just wanted you to know I really appreciate the support more so than anything else. So appreciate you supporting the podcast and telling people that we're talking wrestling. Um, I want to be the best 
professional wrestling podcast, not only in Chicago, but uh, across the country on the ESPN platform. So hope that you are able to tell people and we'll continue to give you the best uh, opinions and guests and sound possible to make this a very unique experience. Thanks so much for listening as always. And don't forget, follow along on Twitter, Instagram at wrestling TWT. And don't forget the YouTube page, youtube.com Tuesday, wrestling Tuesday. All right. Thanks so much for listening as always. What is this? <laughs> there we go. Tupac. That's better. <laughs> but nothing against Roddy Rich, but my God. <laughs>